How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? This is Arm Trevor. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. One job. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Armchair Referees Podcast. I am one half of the show. The bearded brother from another mother. You know me from the burner accounts. The one, the only, Chip Bayless. I'm fake calculating. We're going to dive right into this because we don't have a whole hell of a lot of time tonight. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time out there, fake. Happy fucking New Year, boss. Fucking New Year's. It's officially 2020. We're back in. We are back in the raging 20s. Okay, boomer. And apparently going to Iran. <laughs> WW3 is on. Get a hold of your buttholes, ladies and gentlemen. But what we're really here for is talk some football. You're damn right. We got some footy footy football and a whole hell of a lot of it coming. Wildcard weekends this weekend? Yes, sir. It's the tables. But playoffs? Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? Playoffs? We gotta win a game first. Man. <laughs> we have we have the tables versus the Texans. The who? The tables. The tables. Because they're gonna put you through some fucking tables. Bill's mafia. <laughs> 435 today. Two day, as Two of day, right now. As of right now, yeah, because it's, you know, past, it's past midnight. So. It's 12, 12.32 Eastern Standard Time right now. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Fake? I got to go with the tables. Thank you. All week I have been hearing Texans. Take the Texans this week. Texans are a lock. They're at home. JJ Watts back. A lock? <laughs> yes, there's people actually saying the Texans are a lock. Here, here's the thing. JJ hasn't played since when? It's been forever. Exactly. Week six. He's going to be rusty. And honestly, that Texans defense has had trouble stopping the run all year long. And a rusty J.J. Watt, as dominant as he can be, is not going to fix that. Think about it is, too, in the past history, the past couple years, the Texans are really good playing on, like, Saturday wild card games. Except when they play Except the Chiefs. And they play the Chiefs, yeah. <laughs> but, like, years past, like, Texans have been on the good side of Saturday wildcard playoff games. That being said, though, I'm still taking the Bills. Bills' defense is just – they're insane. Their pass rush is insane. Their secondary is insane. They have a top-five defense. They have a championship-winning defense. If their offense wasn't mediocre, they'd probably be my Super Bowl pick. They'd probably be my sleeper, but I just, just don't trust that It's just basically Josh offense. Allen just putting the team on his back. It's Josh Allen. Week and a, in, week out. It's Josh Allen and the two-headed backfield they have going with Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon. Singletary. Yeah. It, they're going to lean on the run, but I think that only gets them through like one round of the playoffs, judging by who the heck they play next. Yeah, because either way, I mean, looking at that, I, I don't see them – Getting past the divisional. Whoever wins regardless, I just don't. Yeah, right. Mm. Um, Next wild card game we have, we have the rematch of 2017's divisional, a.k.a. the Miracle in Minnesota, Vikings-Saints. Except this time, it's in the Big Easy. New Orleans. I'm taking New Orleans. Same. I'd, I'd still not buying into Kirk Cousins as a as a number one quarterback. He has to show me a hell of a lot more than what he showed me already. And what he has shown is nothing to re- really get excited about. Um, so I'm, I'm going to take the Saints. And I'm going to take the Saints. Don't, don't you dare. Don't you dare. As our commander in chief says. Huge. You're going huge with huge. the Saints? I'm going with the Aints. Huge. I'm going at least by 10. I'm not going to say huge. Huge. Um, the other AFC wildcard game, we have the Titans and the Patriots. This is going to be 
low scoring, defensive. Titans win. Ooh. You're really going to go Vrabel going into his old house and beat Bill? Yep. Yeah. That's exactly why. I mean, it's it's a long road for New England enough as it is because had they not lost to Miami last week, and that's the other they could have had that first round first round bye. Wouldn't have to worry about this game today or yeah today actually. Fitzmagic, if you find this podcast and you are listening, I would like to thank you for this because you have found the way to match up the Patriots killer right here, and that's Tennessee Titans. They are built to beat New England. Oh, I completely agree because I, I too, like the Titans in this matchup. It's just, it's all going to come down to how Tannehill plays. I think Tannehill is going to be playing like a man can possess. And, and not only that. You I got Derrick Henry who just won the rushing title also. And he is one. He's he- running out of his mind right now. He is hard to bring down. <laughs> they have a solid offensive line in front of them. And as we said, Derrick Henry has been playing like a completely different player than what we've seen the past and years, two seasons. Years past, because it just took a matter of time for him to finally gel into the system. He just in settled in. He settled in, and he he's in a system that works for. Because him. at one point, like early in his career, everyone was just like, "Oh, you know, typical Alabama running back in the NFL. He doesn't really pan out. It's like Trent Richardson all over again." Mm-hmm. And now you just see him flourish with this Tennessee Titans team. I like Titans. In a very close game. Yes, I was going to say, I like the Titans also. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game. I'm going to say a 17-14 Titans. You know what? I like that prediction. I'm going I'm to agree with you on that one. As I said, there's, the whole reason the Patriots have the record that they have this year is because of their defense. It isn't about Tom. It isn't about the offense. Because let, like, let's not completely forget here. Tom's numbers have drastically decreased Dropped, this year. yes. He is finally showing his age. You know, he's I think like we're 95, I, I think but we're he's finally showing the age. I, I hate, dare I say this, I think we are finally starting to see the decline of Tom. The decline of just not Tom. The Patriots dynasty is all, like, in general. Oh, I, I wouldn't say no, that. No, 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 no. Hear, hear me out. These last couple of years, I've noticed that it's been a decline for them. Yes, they can still make the Super Bowl and everything. But it's I, been a hell of a road for them to get there. I don't think it's a complete decline. I think it's just a change of what we're used to seeing. We're used to seeing New England teams where it's all about offense and no defense. And now they have just built a powerhouse of a defense. So, like, most people are looking at it as, as the decline, the offense isn't the same. But they have a defense to continue to win games for years to come thing about it is too like you look at their coaching staff and it's just like every year they're it's either Matt Patricia's going to Detroit Brian Flores is going to Miami now you got possibility McDaniel's leaving to either take the Browns job again yeah (laughs) again again maybe (laughs) hopefully not step at a podium and say you know what I'm gonna turn around and go back to Foxborough but that's always been the New England thing New England's coaching staff constantly gets gutted year in, year out. So, because, like, let's, let's remember here, Bill O'Brien is from that New England coaching tree. Yes. And then, you know, Wizen, uh, Char, well, what was it, Charlie Wisenhunt? Charlie Wise. Yeah, Charlie Wise. Charlie Wise is from there. Um, Romeo Cornell is from there. You know, there is many coaches. That coaching staff constantly gets gutted year in, year out. And they're still the same thing because they always have the same person. And that's the hoodie. It's <laughs> plain and simple. So, and honestly, that's what Bill Belichick does his defense. Because let's not forget here, whenever he was in Cleveland. New York both times. Oh, yeah, New York. He was what? a defensive coordinator. And the Browns. And the Browns started as defense coordinator, then took the head coaching job. Yep. But, like, that's, that's his bread and butter is defense. So, as I said, I don't think it's a decline. I think they're going to retool somewhere down the line, you know. But in saying that, there has been many murmurs of this is the last year for Brady in New England. 
sold his house. He's made it very open that he wouldn't mind going back home to a California team. I mean, he did grow up a 49ers fan, but I don't see him going to San Francisco. No, he's not going to San Francisco. That's Jimmy G's team. Yep. Oakland. <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys are going to Vegas. San Diego, Well, hey, well, let's, let's, well, let's be honest, too. Neither is Philip Rivers. I mean, that was one murmur. That was one murmur that did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear Colin Coward the other day? Yeah. He possibly thinks Brady should go to the Colts. Well, no. I, yeah, I, I, I completely. I this is why Colin Coward sometimes just has me like scratching my head. And I feel like he speaks myself, out of his ass too why much. Why are you even in like a sports? He would have to go to a team like Peyton Manning did and went with the Broncos and like that last Super Bowl he won. Sandy, Tom, well, would, Tom would have to go to a team that's ready to win a Super Bowl next year. The Chargers, they have a top five defense. Like, what's let's not well maybe not top five but top ten they have like a top ten defense their, their secondary is solid okay they have a very solid secondary and they have a pass rush in Bosa and, and Ingram, and Ingram yeah. okay so like they have a top tier defense let's not forget that so all they were and the only reason what was really holding them back this year was that fucking Rivers was turning the ball over left and right this year Three major things about Rivers. Old, fragile, turnover machine. I wouldn't say fragile. He he's been very he's been very consistent. He I I don't think he's ever really missed too much game time or like a whole entire I think season he's, or anything. You're definitely he's age is definitely getting to him. Father time is definitely hitting him hard this season. Um, Here here's how I see it. Rivers is done in San Diego this year. He goes to uh Denver because we all know how uh John Elway is. loves his veteran quarterbacks. It, he, he tried the Flacco experiment. That didn't work because he thought, hey, I did it with Peyton Manning. Like, he won. He took me to yeah, two Super Bowls. Would, he won me one. You would think they would try, like, okay, from Denver's perspective, you'd think they would try to stick with Drew Locke. But the I only would. problem is I don't think Drew I would, Locke, honestly. I, I, would, I would honestly want to ride with Drew Locke, see how that goes. But I don't think Drew Locke is ready, and that team should – and Denver should be in a win-now mentality. They still have that core of the defense there. They have, they still have a championship defense. When you have Chubb and Von Miller hasn't lost a step, and they still have a solid secondary. I, would, I just want to interject here two things. Uh, one, Los Angeles is the 12th ranked defense in the league, and uh, I could be Mr. Uh, guy on the keyboard who gives me information, but hey, I want you guys to be correct. Yeah, I was going to say, because I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, you're saying top five defense. I'm like, wait, when the hell do the Chargers have a top five defense? They're not bad. They're in the, be- they're in the better half of the league. They're, yeah, they're in the better half of the league, but. I'm just saying they're like a mid-tier defense. Like they're not 12 out of 32 teams. That's exactly that's what I mean. So they're, they're like mid-tier. Now. So there's 20 other teams that are worse than them. Yeah. <laughs> so that still chance. can win you a championship. Either way, it's it's a solid group, and they're still young on that defensive yeah, side of the ball. Both their safeties, I think, are still under twenty-five. You gotta go. I think you still gotta get Drew Locke though, and just give him a shot because yes. he, played, he played good in some primetime games, especially against the Vikings. Don't get me wrong; like he he played for, like fairly well towards tail end of the year. Whenever they just finally said "fuck this Flacco experiment," it's not one of those games. Yeah, remember when they did that? Remember when Jimmy G was playing good in the last couple of games in San Francisco when they let him play or he came back like a year or two ago? Yeah, after they traded for him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. So, throwing that out there. I, I don't know. I, stu- I just don't think well, – I think Locke needs another year of holding the clipboard. It was great to give him some game time, you know, like actual regular season game time this year. But we also have to – so, like, that can create false – you know, false hope. Yes, but do you really trust John Elway and that organization to draft another quarterback? No, I, I, I'm surprised they even drafted Drew Locke. <laughs> like, looking at the history, it's like, you're really going to, like, rely on a guy that drafted not only Brock here, Osweiler, but also Paxton Lynch? Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. They have stretched so many times for quarterbacks. And it's just bit him in the ass every time. On, honestly, if... He doesn't go veteran. 
I, I could see him going after, like, Mariota or Winston or something. Because they're both uh, going to be free agents this year. I understand they're both going to be free agents, but, does, but Denver, that, does Denver have the offensive staff that's going to be able to assemble an offense around Mariota or – no, I don't think they do, but that 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 seems to be the John Elway thing. Like you guys cannot tell me that you could not see John Elway doing that. I mean, yeah, I definitely see it's something Elway would definitely do. It's just I just don't know if it's going to be Mario or Winston. We'll see. We'll we'll see. We we got another wild card matchup here. We got the Seacocks and the Birds. Birds. The Philadelphia practice squad. Yeah, the Philadelphia practice squad. You know, it's not even a practice squad anymore. It's fucking Boston Scott, Carson Wentz, and two guys they picked up at Wawa. <laughs> Greg Ward, <laughs> Josh Perkins. I just. I said they picked them leaving, up at Wawa. <laughs> leaving Hard Rock Stadium in Miami a couple weeks ago after they lost to the Dolphins, being there live and seeing that in person. I was create too much hope. This close. Of pulling the plug on the Eagles season. But then I sat there and thought, okay, our last three or four games of the season are all divisional games. We have to win out those games. Something was said after Miami. I don't know what was said in that locker room, but that sparked a fire under their ass. And somehow, some way, Carson Wentz miraculously made these practice squad receivers and running backs look absolutely phenomenal. And saying that, it's going to be a tough game Sunday. But Seattle's banged up. And you can sit there and say all you want. I still believe in my damn birds. I'm still picking my Philadelphia practice squad. You can call them whatever you want. I'm picking my birds. As much as I love to see Carson Wentz proving all the haters wrong. Thank you, because he has and to get a we- playoff win. He needs a playoff win. And doing what he did towards tail end to of finally, career. well, uh, I, mean, tail, I can't say. Season. Think about it about Carson Wentz. I can't get him out of the Nick Foles shadow until he wins a Lombardi himself. In saying that, it's just not going to be this year, man. It's just not going to be this year. I can't. There's not enough there for even with the Seahawks being a little bit band, banged up to make me think that they're going to be able to pull off a win against the Seahawks, even at home, even though that they're at home. I st- I think it's going to be too hard for Carson Wentz and that offense to move the ball against that defense right now. And I just see Ru- Russell pulling something out of his ass. <laughs> Russell Wilson pulls everything out of his ass. Exactly. That's, that's the thing, because he's always on the run. He has no offensive line. Exactly. <laughs> it's... I just like to see. I, I think the Seahawks got the matchup that they needed with how bad banged up they are. Because even with the Seahawks being banged up, the Eagles are far more banged up. Yes. So I completely agree. I just think that hey, them I, being home. Kudos to you. You're sticking fit, to your roots. But <laughs> I gotta stick to my roots in this pick. I I can't I can't do it. I just I gotta stick to my roots. And say kudos to you for sticking to your roots. But I'm I, I'm taking the Seahawks in that one. So, if we are correct in our picks. <laughs> That's a big if they're fake. Um, the way I see it in the next round, in the divisional round, is that, if I'm correct, the Seahawks will uh, then play the 49ers. <laughs> You're already throwing my team under the bus like that? <laughs> Jesus. I said, if I picked right, correct. If, yes, and if I picked right, Eagles will be going to San Francisco. Um, and then, you know. If we both pick correct here, the Saints will then in turn play the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> now that game. That is a matchup. Breeze, Rodgers, Lambeau Field, January. Woo! It's on. Even though I'm not a fan of either team, I would pay to go to that game. And then the Bills will have the Ravens. And that's why I said earlier in the podcast, regardless who wins, either Texans or Bills, no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> Are the Chiefs playing? Chiefs have a bye, sir. Oh, well, no, I mean, who's the, I mean, so, you missed a game somewhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if, so, the, if the if Titans, correct, Patri- winner of Titans-Patriots goes to The Arrowhead. Titans would then go to Arrowhead. Oh, okay. And 
Good luck, Tennessee, because it's not happening two years in a fucking row. Okay, I don't give a fuck. I was we gonna are say, winning. Are we gonna see? Are we gonna see another Mariota pass to himself again? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening two years in a row. It fucking better not happen two years in a row. We better not go into halftime with this huge fucking lead and just fucking blow it. I Ten- swear to God. <laughs> Tennessee's in like the goal line. They just run like a Nashville special. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Tannehill just scores. They they run it. Yeah, right, fuck that. Yeah, Derek <laughs> Derek Henry throwing it to Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> fuck that. No, it better not fucking happen. <laughs> in, in saying that, if the Seahawks do face the 49ers, they split the series in the regular season. Both games were very fucking close. Especially the last one where it came down to literally the one-yard line. Yes. One-yard line. And the first game what is it about went into overtime. What is it about Seattle screwing up on the one-yard line? What is they it about? They need that beast mode again. Okay? Just hand them the fucking ball. You brought him back for a reason. Pete fucking Carroll. Hand him the fucking ball. What's the over-under of how many, like, sticks of gum Pete Carroll chews per game? <laughs> that's, that's four all, packs. Oh, four <laughs> packs. Ooh. That's one hell of a jaw if he can do four packs. Yeah, actually, that's, that's, that's probably generous. I would, go, I would go two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, I was thinking, like, maybe two packs. but <laughs> Four packs. Jesus. It had to be, like, two packs a half. He'd have, like, two packs in the first half and then the other t- – Spit it at halftime and then... Oh, shit. Hey, breaking news. Jonathan Taylor has declared for the NFL draft. I was going to say, Fake, we were actually just getting into college football. I just see... This is fucking breaking. Jonathan Taylor has uh, decided to leave Wisconsin a year early and elect for the NFL draft. God damn it, Wisconsin. He should have won the Rose Bowl. He probably would have stayed. Running back you. <laughs> and we aren't even going to talk about that game. I fucking watched it. We ain't talking about it. It was bullshit. I'm not even going to get into the Penn State-Memphis Cotton Bowl because if you had told me Penn State was going to put 50 points up on Memphis the way they did without our original offensive coordinator being in the game. Motherfucker. Now. College football playoff. Yes. Um. So, Oklahoma raged quit at halftime. <laughs> And are now, like, what, 0-3 in the college football playoff? 0-4 or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. They, they were they were out of it. At, at, at the end of the first quarter, they were done. <laughs> 63-28 final score. What the fuck were they even doing there? <laughs> Joe Burrow was putting up ridiculous numbers. He, he, he was doing the Joe show, okay? It, he was playing the Joe show. If I'm a a Bengals fan, I'm just, I'm, I'm like soiling myself right now. Like I'm moist. The only problem is uh, Joe's family and him are saying, no, 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 no. Please do not go on to Cincinnati. It's like, (laughs) stay one more year. Stay in school, Joe. (laughs) Stay here for as long as you can. For the love of God, cherish it. Cherish your time in LSU, in Baton Rouge, as and Billy, stay there. As Billy Madison once preached to a little boy in fourth grade, don't don't elect to go to the draft this year. Just just for the love of God, let him, let him take that guy from Oregon. Who who the fuck is the guy oh, from Oregon? Justin uh, Herbert. Yeah, to pull Herbert, like just stay an extra year because you knew you were going to go to a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, Herbert was supposed to come out last year too, and that, like that was supposed to be like the Giants guy. Like, yeah, the Giants that's, that's were supposed to get him. He, Instead, he realized, the Giants completely derped and went freaking Daniel Jones. Well, that's because he said, "Oh, I think I'm gonna elect to go to the draft." And they all he kept on hurting was Herbert to New York, Herbert to New York, and he goes, "Ooh, that's a shit show." Um, no, I'm gonna stay. In I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stay, stay for my senior year. One more year in Eugene. <laughs> I'm gonna stay for my senior year, which technically worked out for me. Won a fucking Rose Bowl. Fuck you, Oregon. Um, yeah, Burrow's definitely put on a Burrow's definitely put on a clinic. Twenty nine for thirty nine, almost five hundred yards passing and seven tutties. Good yeah, God. Um, I'm pretty sure that is a, a sh- 
What was that? Was that the Sugar Bowl? They played in the Sugar Bowl, right? That was the Peach Bowl. Yeah, sorry, the Peach Bowl. Um, pretty sure that's the Peach Bowl record. Uh, going to put that one out there. And then we had a close game. The so we had an absolute bowl. fucking blowout in the Peach Bowl to a close, defensive, down-to-the-wire. Huge comeback by Clemson there in the second half. Down 13. Huge. Down 13 to Ohio State. Dabo just doing what Dabo does. Dabo is way back in the second half. <laughs> Good old sunshine. My co-host just dabbed. <laughs> Dabbing his way back into it, baby. Uh, great game. Great game. I loved every last second of it. Lawrence looked – he looked good. He looked good. Even whenever, you know, he would, when they were down, he still looked solid. Like, he was still in it. And I think that's the reason that they were able that to – That huge run he had, that was the moment there. I'm just like, Clemson is going to turn this proven game around. That winner. was the turning point of that game. He's a proven winner and a proven leader. And that run just showed it all right there. Um, so we officially have the Tigers playing, well, the Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> no matter what, it's go Tigers. <laughs> just which Tiger is it going to be? Is it going to be Dabo's Tigers? Or is it going to be Baton Rouge, Crawfish? <laughs> go Tigers. Fuck Alabama. <laughs> All right, fake. So here we go. Kills my voice every time. Hey, Cockley, who do you have winning the national championship? Sorry, Joe. You won the Heisman, but Dabo's coming because he's going to dab his way to another fucking national championship. You're going. You're, like going you're going Clemson. I like Clemson. What can I say? I like Clemson. Did not expect that. I thought for sure you were going to go LSU there. I like Clemson. It, it, I I like their defense just too fucking much. Don't get me wrong. LSU has a great team. They have a great team. They're coached very well. Um, But I think also the experience is going to come into play as well. Clemson has put, what, played in the last... Four national championships. And so it's about least three to the last four. So Trevor Lawrence has played in two of them, at least. And that deep, and most of that defense has probably played in just about all of them. I'm taking Clemson. Besides the love for Coach O and what he's done this season with LSU and the tragic event that had happened – before um, the Peach Bowl um, with that offensive coordinator's uh, yes. daughter-in-law unfortunately passing away in that uh, plane accident. Mm-hmm. I think that just gives LSU a little bit more momentum, gives them a bigger chip on their shoulder. It's for the state of Louisiana. I got to go with Coach O and the Bayou Bengals. Go Tigers. Either way, Tigers win. At the end of the day, no matter what, there's going to be a Tigers winner. Just which Tigers winner is... Just don't... We will see. Just not Tony the Tiger. Yeah, just not Tony the Tiger. That, but, bull, that, but, bull, that bull game sucked. But if you ask me, as soon as they seen that two Tigers were going to be playing in a fucking bowl game, they should have just said, fuck whoever the fuck's playing in that bowl game. You guys are going to slot it into the national championship <laughs> ball game slot, and you guys are going to move to the Tony the Tiger Bowl game. <laughs> they should have just renamed the, the national championship to Tony the Tiger Bowl. They, they pretty much should have. Yeah. Because you don't just put Arizona State and Florida State in the Tony the Tiger Bowl because that absolutely was atrocious. <laughs> I, so I just want to know how the fuck I'm Tony sorry. the Tiger got I'm a fucking sorry. Bowl. I'm sorry, Herm Edwards, but that was absolutely atrocious. We love you, Herm. Just say, if you stumble across this podcast, just know that we love you. And yet we But that was atrocious. (laughs) You played to win the game, but that was atrocious. You didn't play to win that game. Fuck. Um, Coach and Carousel. For most of the NFL. Most of the NFL. It is now the (laughs) offseason. Freddie Kitchens couldn't handle Cleveland's kitchen. But speaking of that, I think that is a 
bad move for Cleveland. You think? I think it was a bad move getting rid of Freddie, and I think it was also a bad move getting rid of John Dorsey. Dorsey. Okay, they made two bonehead decisions right there. Dorsey is also getting paid by the Haslam's as every other GM that has come and go through freaking Cleveland. It was a dumb move. Now you have Baylor's head coach, Matt Roll, turning down and even an interview for that job. Do you blame him? I don't blame him at all. Wait a minute. That is such a terrible... What? I can be the coach for the Browns. Anybody. You can go outside, see a dog pissing on a fire hydrant and say, Hey, do you want Skippy, do you want you're the next coach of the dog pound. Do you want it? Do you want to be the next coach of the factory of sadness? <laughs> the mistake by the lake. Yes. <laughs> the fucking stadium that should just be fucking demolished. Because here, here's the thing. Okay, this is the problem. They gave the wrong guy way too many chances. Yes, I'm calling out you, fucking Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but your son is not for real, okay? (laughs) They gave him way too much time, and then they bring in a first-year head coach. This guy's never coached high school. He's never coached college. He's been a coordinator his whole entire coaching career. You give him one year, one year. He's a rookie fucking head coach. And you surround your quarterback with so much talent. You give him Jarvis Landry... Odell Beckham, David Njoku, running back-wise, who else you got? You got Nick Chubb? You got Nick Chubb, you got Kareem Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Yes, there was plenty of talent there, but they were never out of a game. They never got fucking blown the fuck out. He was just outcoached in the last few seconds. That's rookie coaching. You have to learn. You have to grow through the pains. And Cleveland should have grown through the They never do. That's the thing about Cleveland. They never do. They can't grow through pain. I can't even remember the last coach that lasted more than three years in Cleveland. R- Romeo Cornell? Hugh Jackson. Wasn't he there for three? He, he was there for way too fucking long. He he does not Wasn't count. Hugh, I thought Hugh Jackson was there for like maybe a year or two. I thought no, he was no, no, two, no, no, two. No. I thought maybe he was two. I think, I, I think he was there for five. Hugh Jackson? Yeah. I'll look, I'll look it up. You guys keep talking. He was there way too fucking long to begin with. Like, I thought maybe he was just there for like an assistant situation. Then they decided to give him the head coaching gig, and then like maybe two years into the head coaching thing, they were just like, "Yeah, you're not." No, yeah, he was there really. a while. He was there a while. But either way, Freddie, if you ask me, Freddie Kitchens was the perfect guy for that job, and the players were buying into him and buying into his mentality and everything. Like Baker said it best. <laughs> Whenever everyone was getting on his shit, he. He literally said, as Coach Kitchen says, if you don't wear brown and orange, we don't care. That's the type of mentality. you. They were buying into him, and you just fucking ship him off. I think Freddie Kitchens is going to catch on somewhere else, and he's going to be a great NFL coach. And the Cleveland Browns, just like they regret to this day with Bill Belichick, they're going to fucking regret it. What are they on now? They gotta be like through at least like they since pro- since they came back into the league, like they gotta be like they probably have, ten GMs and like fifteen head coaches in. They by probably n- have the same amount of coaches and GMs as they do fucking quarterbacks. And uh, by the way, guys, Hugh Jackson was there for only two years. I called it. Yeah, that's well, I knew was he wasn't two, there it was that too long. Too fucking long. January 13, 2016, and then remember when he tried to like baptize himself in Lake Erie after going zero sixteen? Yeah, yeah. Fuck, then, fuck you. That, that was the move there. I'm like, this guy's delusional. He's lost his mind. October 29th, 2018, he was fired mid-season. What, do you fucking blame him? The guy's a horrible coach. And before the Redskins, which we will get to, hired Ron Rivera, there was talks that he was a front-runner for that shit. Why? <laughs> I look at the Browns now, and I'm just like, how can anyone even want that to be like, as, like, their destination? I get the fact that you can build around with Baker Mayfield. You'll, you'll have guys like Odell Beckham and Jarvis But there's no Landry. trust from there's the no trust. upper office. Everything, when you look at the NFL office, it starts from the top up. And the same thing is going on in Dallas, too. Eventually, Dallas is going to eventually be like, yo, Jerry, 
maybe you shouldn't be the GM maybe, maybe you shouldn't be the GM anymore. Like, I think that Jason Garrett, 10 years, 10 years too fucking long. I completely agree. I, I think he should have been shipped he out has about four years ago. All that mm. talent wasted under that whole era. Tony Romo, DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, Jason Witten, even though you brought him back this past season, and for what? To say, oh, well, we were one game away from clinching the division and playoff, but hey, at least you, know you who, came back. I mean, back to the ESPN booth you go, bitch. You know who I think should be the next Dallas Cowboys quarter, uh, coach? Who you got? Now, hear me out on this. Hear him out. Tony fucking Romo. <clears throat> Tony fucking Romo should be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Honestly, I could see it. It's a Jerry move. It's de- because that's the thing. Jerry wants people to be part of the brand. He wants to build within. It's a Jerry move. And honestly, can we... Like, he's going to be ended up coaching somewhere at some point in time. Like, we hear his fucking commentary. He knows what the fuck's going to happen before the play even happens. <laughs> it depends on the other thing, too, because I'm not sure how much he's getting paid by CBS or how that contract's even going. But I definitely do agree. I definitely do see Tony Romo taking an NFL coaching job someday. I, I think it's going to be happen sooner than what we all think. And maybe this offseason. I see Jerry just, like, calling up. Tony and be like thing about it is hey, too <laughs> is that is the rest of the, is the rest of the coaching staff going to go like they're probably going to have to get rid of Rod Marinelli like his old from ass what, from his what old I, ass has to go from the one um, article I read they've already let go of the whole entire staff even Kellen Moore even Kellen Moore because there was Jerry a, there was, was huge there, on exactly that's what I was about to say they were huge on Kellen Moore being this young Supposed to be the next, what, Sean McVay? Yeah. Young prodigy, young, like, complete trailblazer. Now, as I said, I've only only read one article on this, and that they let the whole entire uh, staff go. Now, in saying that, at the same time, Jerry could have just been like, yeah, at like this feet of fucking rage and just said, you're all fucking fired and probably called Kellen and be like, not you. Don't worry. You're safe. <laughs> I'm going to have a G5 delivered to your house. <laughs> Something tells me Jason Garrett. I live Garrett, in an apartment. Please don't. <laughs> J- Jason Garrett's going to be that. He's going to be that guy that's going to be standing outside of AT&T Stadium with like a boom box and a pouring down rain. Just like, just, just standing there in the pouring down rain with a boom box over his head. While Jerry and everyone, Stephen Jones and the whole Jones family just look at him and be like, looking at Zeke, baby, come back. <laughs> look at this pathetic ginger. <laughs> I will go into the other signing in that division. Uh, it's not Thanksgiving, just in case Snyder fucking confused any of you fuckheads. Uh, Ron Rivera is now the head coach of the Washington Redskins. Now, Ron, if you stumble across this, um, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> yeah, I completely just like... I'm were like, you just at a loss that you were unemployed all of a sudden and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to take the first thing and just falls into my lap. thing about it is, though, the Redskins also did fire Bruce Allen. Which definitely needed to be done. That doesn't help. It doesn't the fact help the that fact Snyder destroys careers. Well, I completely understand that, but I also understand, like from the Redskins' perspective, where they're trying, like what they're trying to do, because they're trying to clean within. Until Dan Snyder croaks, the Redskins ain't doing anything, and that's not going to happen for a while now. So, uh, Redskins fans, prepare for a lot. A lot of the same, what you're seeing. Don't get me wrong. I do like Ron Rivera and the coaching, like, his upbringing. Because he comes from, like, a military family and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, he's all about the discipline and everything like that. Like, I completely like that in a coach. It's just, right now, the Redskins, like, they're just. They are up shit's creek without a fucking paddle. Big time. 
And that's not going to be changing for a while. Even with the Ron Rivera si- signing to be their coach, it's just not going to change anything because Dan Snyder's still there and he just ruins whatever career he can fucking ruin. Uh, I think Dan Snyder just needs to sell the fucking team. Well, just get the fuck out of football because you're not a football guy, Dan. You're, yeah, you're just not, not you're, a football you're, guy. You're not a football guy. Um, now, there are still some other coaching vacancies. Also in the NFCs, the uh, New York Giants part ways with Pat Shermer. Which I think that was a little too soon as well. Yeah, I think that – how are you going to give Ben McAdoo more time than Pat Shermer? Yeah, seriously. And Ben McAdoo had a fucked up haircut, and he looked like a fucking tall smurf, okay? <laughs> ben McAdoo-doo. <laughs> Basically. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like the Pat Shermer firing. I, I – I think too many of these teams that had these year one quarter, uh, these year one coaches, they just gave up on them too soon. I liked what they were doing there. The Giants, in New York. Honestly, I actually really I, liked what the fuck they were doing in New York. Yes, and the thing like, about they it looked is, like a solid team. Gettleman, I don't know what the hell you're doing, but to get rid of Pat Shermer after not giving Daniel Jones a full season under his belt, like, and that's another thing. When you constantly change fucking coaches with young quarterbacks, there's absolutely zero consistency. So they can't get used to a certain playbook. They can't get used to, you know, how the shit's going to run. Okay, look what has happened to multiple young quarterbacks when their shit happens. And a good example, let's go back to Cleveland. Baker Mayfield getting ready to prepare for what? His third head coach? Yes. Third head coach in three years. Yep. On top of that, Jameis Winston's the same way. He's just been fucking fought through fucking head coaches. Uh, what's another one? Josh Rosen. Two years, two different head coaches. Two years, two different fucking places. Yep. Probably on his fucking third. Maybe. I like Miami might flip him somehow. Yeah, I still don't understand like why they even invested in Josh Rosen. Like, if they knew like Ryan Fitzpatrick still had so much left. What well, was wait, the, we love what, you, Fitz. What was even the point of investing in Rosen? I mean, I completely understand, like, possibly being a futuristic idea of being the franchise quarterback. But you also got to realize, too, it's like you have a draft class up and coming that is fairly decent with quarterbacks. like Very quarterback heavy. Big time. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't understand that one. Yeah, that one – that one confuses me. Big time, because I'm like, what, what are they doing with Rosen? Like, are they going to flip him? Are they going to say, hey, we'll keep you here, but you just got to be a backup for another season? And then they already fucking – I think they hired North, North Turner in Carolina. I think that's the way, the way they're they're going with that one. So that was actually relatively quick, just like this Ron Rivera signing as well. Um, that was very – Bang on. Now, um, who there, I think... The one guy out there, though, he's still standing near his phone. And God bless him for doing this. Wherever you're at, Coach Fisher... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you're going to get your job back, buddy. You're, you're going to find some other team to take seven and nine. <laughs> and then hopefully relocate. Because, honestly, if you want a guy that knows all about relocating, Jeff Fisher's your man. Cleveland, that guy, that? <laughs> that guy has been there through it all. Went from the Houston Oilers to the Tennessee Oilers that became the Tennessee Titans. Then he was with the Rams when they were in St. Louis and then went to L.A. Honestly, I think Jeff Fisher just needs to have his own moving company. Maybe. Fisher's movers. <laughs> <laughs> Open from 7 to 9. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. Hit him up. <laughs> I like that one. Um, yeah. In, in all honesty, I see Gruden, the revenge, staying in within within the division. I, I see him possibly taking over that New York job there. So I think Gruden, the revenge, is going to be uh, possibly in talks. I was thinking Garrett. No fucking way. Jason Garrett to the Giants? No fucking way. You know he's going to want revenge on him. He's going to Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) He'll fit right in. It's okay, guys. You guys suck. All right. I know all about sucking. 
I, honestly, you cannot tell me that's not a Cleveland move right there. Be like, you know what? This guy put up 10 years with Jerry fucking Jones. He knows what he's doing. Like, no one can tell me they cannot see this fucking shit coming. Jason Garrett to Cleveland? But the Browns would like to announce. Well, I've been hearing also for the Giants, uh, former Packers head coach. Uh, McCarthy. McCarthy, yep. I think that would be a solid move for um, the Giants. Um, you know, fuck, he practically bolded Aaron Rodgers. So, um, I think that would be a good move for them with Daniel Jones. Next uh, question is Matt Rule. He's not leaving Baylor. He's not leaving Baylor? No. He's another name I've been hearing a lot for the Giants, too. Like, because he's originally from the Jersey area and well, he my, used, used to coach Temple and everything. It's just. My only thing is, I, I don't think there's a job currently open that would actually, you know, interest Matt Rule. So if you could see. That there's like three coaches out there, call it from the college ranks, and not one of them's not. I mean, one of them's currently doing broadcasting right now. But between Lincoln Riley, Matt Rule, Urban Meyer, who, My, Meyer's done coaching. Because here's the, you're telling me. Here's the thing though. You're telling me if Jerry Jones calls Urban Meyer, fuck no, <laughs> fuck no. Here, here. Okay, let's think about this. Okay? Reunite with Zeke. Let's think about this. He was a constant winner in Ohio State and a constant winner in Florida, and those two those two schools nearly killed the man. Okay, and all he did was win. <laughs> Why the fuck would he go? Oh, maybe I should go to the fucking NFL where the pressure is even fucking more. Money talks, <laughs> especially from Jerry's pocket. And then he fucking has a goddamn heart attack on the sideline. Now, now, now. He's, I, I he's think his already... family's talked him completely out of it. Okay. I Lincoln he, Riley, on the other hand, I could probably see because, let's be honest, Lincoln Riley, I do like what he has done for Oklahoma, but when it comes to the college football playoff and they get smacked every single time. I think that's what hurts. It's recruiting. I think that's what hurts Riley's draft stock right there. I think that's just what hurts the Big 12 in general too because – you got the SEC. You got the Big Ten right there. It's just well, SEC or uh, Pac-12. The Pac-12 got smacked just about every single bowl game. Let's not forget that. Big Ten doesn't have a necessarily winning record in bowl games either. Yeah, yeah, they don't. And the Big 12, well, yeah. We'll, we'll just leave it there. The thing about the Big 12 is, like, it's either going to be Oklahoma. It's been a no bueno year for the Big 12. <laughs> Texas. God knows when the hell Texas is even going to be back. Texas haven't been relevant since, what, Vince Young was there? Ah, Colt McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. They played a national championship for Colt McCoy's senior year. I couldn't do Colt. Colt McCoy just wasn't. I like Colt. I was a Vince Young guy. I like Colt McCoy. Maybe because he's short. I'm a short guy. Like, you know, we just kind of. We're short, scrawny guys. What can we say? <laughs> you don't even know the definition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. We got half pint over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good for half pint right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bring me a yangling. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got to be in work about three hours. <laughs> but, uh, I still don't know how you do it. I fuck if I know, man. Kids, you get used to not fucking sleeping. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I, so fuck. What the hell? We we're talking about possible like college coaches. Yeah. Um, I just don't feel. I don't see. I don't see Riley leaving yet. I don't think there's enough for these top tier college co- coaches that's interesting them enough right now. Yeah, I mean, that's going to make them go, oh, I'm going to leave Baylor or I'm going to leave Oklahoma or something along those lines. I just don't think there's enough there. Um, Maybe like a year or two two away. Um, But at the same time, 
the Jacksonville job is also open right now. I say that's right too because I saw Doug Marone was officially out. Uh, which like you know we love you, Dougie, <laughs> but uh, your fucking coordinator quit taking on uh, NFL. Quit taking head coaching jobs. Your fucking coordinator just stick to be fucking coordinator. It's amazing how that team was in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> talk about a one eighty. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Shad Khan down there. Yee, yee. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, now, that that is that is an interesting destination. There are some coaches, I think, that are chopping at the bit to get that job. Because you have a solid young quarterback in the stash daddy. And you have an aging but very good defense. Um... I honestly, I think Jacksonville is an offensive line and a decent head coach away from being AFC champions here. Being back in the AFC championship game, yeah. Like they have a lot. Like, I haven't, a lot even, heard, down I haven't there even heard for, any names for that job at all. Like for most of the jobs I've been looking at is basically like it's either gonna be Dallas, New York, Cleveland. But here's the thing: that's the one thing Jacksonville does do right. They take their time. And, and keep, they find the they guy that it, they want. They keep it under the radar. They just don't dive into it into a, a a hire. And they try. And they don't. They don't make like a big splash move. Like, emotion. Like, how long was Jack Del Rio down there? He's. I would say maybe ten years. I. I maybe longer. I. I, I don't know, because he was definitely there throughout the whole entire Brian uh, Leftwich's career. Heck, he was there when fucking Mark Burnell was the fucking quarterback. Yeah, so you look at – I'm trying to think. Yeah, probably Brunel, Leftwich, Gerard. He was there fucking while. Um, so, like – I think the uh, – I think the draft of uh, – Also, great move there, uh, Mr. Khan, on getting rid of fucking uh, Coughlin as your GM. Fucking brilliant move right there. That was that was no bueno. I still don't understand. Like, I get Tom Coffin was there, like, when they became the expansion team in, like, 1996. But, like, why would you bring him back, like, 20 years later? Well, from, like, we all heard it. The bulk of the reason that Jalen Ramsey wanted out of there was because of Coughlin. So, how many other of these top-tier players that don't like Coughlin as well? That's what... That, that that's like that's like the one time I'd want to be like the fly on the wall in the Jacksonville office just to figure out what the fuck Coughlin was doing I think the draft of Blaine Gabbert was what got Del Rio fired I think because that was just that Blaine Gabbert experiment yeah but was, everyone was buying into Blaine Gabbert I wasn't <laughs> I like I like I'll, I'll be honest with you. I was, and I'm like, yeah, he 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 played great. He in was Missouri, terrible. You know, Gabbert yeah, was yeah. trash. But like leading up to that draft, just about everybody was buying into him. Uh, I think the writing was on the wall for Del Rio there for a while, because I, I I don't think he it had been a while since he'd even made playoffs or anything like that. So he took the. <laughs> Well, he took the Jaguars that one year to the playoffs, and that was the year they had, like, David Garrard, and they beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then they got shellacked by the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, and I think that was the same year as uh, when the Giants beat the Patriots when the Patriots were undefeated. Mm-hmm. Super yeah. Super Bowl 42, I believe. Right. Uh, going a little bit <clears throat> more more into some of the other things that we had that we were talking about here. Um uh, Fuck's sakes. What else did you have in mind? Like, oh, so who who would you think out of everybody that has a chance, the best chance of getting that Jacksonville job? Out of all the names that we've said tonight? That's actually pretty tough. I mean, if I think I'm gonna throw a curveball here at you. To say that I think that he could possibly get another chance in the league, because I think Cleveland screwed him over royally. I would say maybe Freddie Kitchens of Jacksonville. 
What do you think about Josh McDaniels in Jacksonville? That's a good possibility, too. Because he has been tied to some other teams already this year. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I've heard so far from McDaniels, like from my perspective, anything I heard about him was him possibly taking the Cleveland job, which that would be an absolutely terrible decision. Don't do it, Josh. Don't do it. Like, he's You'll already be in, he's already back been, in New England by next year. He's already been like McDaniel's that whole experiment out in Denver that didn't work, and he's already been fired. Um, that being said, like if you couldn't even like manage to coach the Broncos, why would you go to Cleveland and risk your possibly losing your career for good? Yeah. Now, the <clears> reason <throat> why I would say McDaniel's would be a good fit in Jacksonville is. An established defense already. And he's a quarterback guy. I think he could get the most out of Minshew. And that run game. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, just Jacksonville needs to use those picks that they got that they got and draft offensive linemen. Build up that offensive line. I think they have two picks within like the top like fifteen or twenty, I believe, in this draft. I, be, I believe first so. round this year actually. Yeah, I I believe so because I, I didn't they get two first round picks for Ramsey? Ramsey. Yep. So the next two years, draft Lyman, build up that offensive line to protect Minshew, and also open up fucking Mac sized truck holes for, for Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Fournette, and let that defense do what that defense does best. It, and just build your offense. And I I said I like if they could find a way to nab up Josh McDaniels, I think that would be an awesome move for Jacksonville. And honestly, I think it would be very appealing to Josh McDaniels as well. Maybe Freddie Kitchens would also be a pretty good fit there as well. Jacksonville has some options here. Because they aren't a bad team. They are they're, not they're a not bad a, they're team. They're not a bad team. They were just poorly coached. Yeah, that and plus I think like situations going on in the front office also with the whole yeah. Coughlin and – That made distractions. And Ramsey wanting traded and everything else. Because um, like I said, it's just like how does this team go from being in the AFC title game, what, three years ago to – With fucking – fucking – who the fuck was their quarterback? It was Blake. There's Bortles. Yeah, Blake, Blake Bortles. That's right. Blake Bortles. I don't, I don't know what. Yeah, Blake Bortles. Like, when you have, when you go to the playoffs and make it deep in the playoffs with fucking Blake Bortles. And they even beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. In Pittsburgh. You you know you have a good team whenever you can do that with Blake fucking Bortles. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just crazy to think this team was just in the AFC Championship game three years ago, and now it's just like – a little bit of front office turmoil with a little bit of bad coaching. Mm-hmm. And the Jaguars just back to where we're a, used I, to seeing them right now. Like The Jags are an offensive line and a decent head coach away from being, you know, constant NFL, uh, constant playoff contenders and making it very deep in the playoffs as well. So they need to – do what they always do. Be very careful on who the heck they hire. Do we Be t- very smart about it. Do we touch on on Carolina and that whole situation? Like Cam's done. We'll we'll start there. I think they're going to ride Allen. I. But I meant like coaching wise. Like what are they going to do? Like I, I, say, I think they hired North Turner. Why would they hire North Turner? Well, I think they promoted North. So North was, I believe, the offense coordinator under this Rivera. Past year. Yeah. So I think all they did was promote him. Uh, he, he's, he's he's a proven winner. Carolina's another interesting job. I would like to see like who's going to take that job. It, I think they should just stick with Norv. Norv is a proven winner. Look what he did in San Diego. Just True. about everywhere Norv Turner has gone, he's won. He's never really like. Yeah, I was saying, no, was saying there's, no, there's no Lombardis, you know. but, I mean, the guy can do really well in the regular season for you. Yet you never know. Carolina has a lot of building to do. We'll, like, we'll, we'll start there. They have to rebuild that defense. Yes. Drastically. Drastically. Uh, Luke isn't getting any younger. Nope. 
And honestly, he's like, he's almost 30. And for linebackers nowadays. I'd say Shaq Thompson ain't bad either. He's, he's, not, yeah. he's not a bad player. Just They need to rebuild that defense from the ground up. And then you look at their offense, and it's just like, is Allen really the franchise? Is Allen the answer? Is Christian McCaffrey going to be able to st- be as durable as he was this past year where he was able to just play every single game and just basically be that offense? He had so many touches this year. It was It's insane to think about how many touches he had between the passing game and the running game. He was, he was the Carolina workhorse. offense. Yeah, he, he was a workhorse this year, but is that going to be able to continue? Think about it. Is his too, body going like, to be able to where, keep up with it? Think about this, too. You mentioned Cam Newton. It's like, where the hell is he going to go? Oh, he's going to be in Chicago. <laughs> oh, I'm putting fucking money on it. He's going to be in Chicago. <laughs> starting or backing up Mitch? He's going to be starting. Mitch is going to be moved to a backup or possibly traded. Mark Man. my words. Mark my words. It's here, here's the thing. Cam is going to end up somewhere in the mid, Midwest. It's either going to be Cincinnati, Detroit. No, no, no. You still think Stafford has it? Stafford has it. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, here's how I see it. They're going to draft a quarterback this year. Detroit's going to draft a quarterback this year. Okay. But Stafford's still going to be good. They're going to. Well, draft yeah, a guy. obviously. I was like, yeah. They're going to draft a quarterback this year. Let him learn. learn. Let him yeah. learn under Stafford. Okay, I see where you're uh, going. Cam is going to end up somewhere in the Midwest, either in Chicago or Cincinnati. That's the way I see it. He's not going to end up in Miami. Well, honestly, where I I see where this goes with Miami. Miami's going to sign Mariota. Mariota's going to head down to South Beach. He's going to be in Miami. Jameis Winston is going to go to San Diego, uh, to the other L.A. team. L.A. L.A. Um, this is going to be an interesting offseason, man. It's, Win- it's going Winston- to be so freaking weird seeing all these guys on the move. Jameis Winston is going to be in the char- playing for the Chargers, backing up Phillip Rivers because that or Winston's going to be the starter and for or, the Chargers. Or what's going to happen is Rivers is going to have another kid. And he's just going to get more fragile. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, Holmes, I, I, I can't be at practice today. i got to watch the kids, man. I promised the wife I'd watch the kids. Here, here, just run the offense today. I'll see you, like, tomorrow. Or... Winston's going to be uh, wearing navy and gold next season. When uh, Marriott is going to be in South Beach uh, for the Dolphins. Cam is going to be in one of the two. Trubisky's probably going to get tra- – Trubisky's going to be traded to New England. <laughs> you're, you're killing me right now because I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, this is going to be one confusing fucking offseason if this is how all this is going to go down. But you know what? It all sounds legit, doesn't it? Some of it – I could st- I could definitely see to an extent where some of it does, and the other parts I'm just like, why the fuck would hear, – Hear me out on the rest of this, okay? Trubisky's going to be traded to New England. He's going to back up Tom for another season. <laughs> Jameis Winston is going to be the starter of the Los Angeles Chargers. Rivers is going to go stay in the AFC West, and he's going to go to Denver. Because LA likes him. Flacco is going to go to Chicago as well, and he's going to back up Cam Newton. That would not, that'd be so, Why? <laughs> Fla- if that's Hear the point, Flacco is going to be pretty much done. Hear me out. If I'm Flacco, if I'm ever put in that friggin' situation, I'm calling it a career. Hear me out. Flacco's going to be backing up Cam Newton up in Chicago. <laughs> My Since brain hurts right now. <laughs> Joe Bur- Just trying to, like, <laughs> fathom this fake hockey league offseason right here. Joe Burrow's going to elect for the draft, and Cincinnati's going to draft him with the first overall pick. Well, yeah, I, I, I definitely tell that's going to happen. Cincinnati's then going to trade A.J. Green for a, another first-round pick, and they're going to draft Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> and, well, they're going <laughs> to— What's he going to do, sit behind Joe Mixon? Mixon's going to be traded as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my brain hurts. Mixon 
is actually going to be on the move to Chicago as well. Why is everyone going to Chicago? <laughs> because Mixon bot actually fits into the Chicago mix. He's a power runner. He's I a north-south guy. He's going to... He, <laughs> yeah, you like that. Uh, I, I did like Play that. Play on words good, right there. Yeah. Uh, he's going to go to Chicago. No, 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 no. This, okay, I got it. I got it. Oh, my God. Boom, I got it. Trubisky's going to be traded for Joe Mixon. <laughs> Why in the hell would you trade? Hear me out. <laughs> Trubisky's going to be traded for Joe Mixon. Uh Trubisky is going to be the quarterback of the future for Cincinnati. Even though he's not going to be the future, he's going to be dumped after two years. And then he's going to go off to New England. <laughs> so somewhere somewhere along the line, there has to be a Josh Rosen scene here. Josh Rosen's going to go to Tennessee. I was waiting for Chicago. <laughs> Bears fans, you're in for a good offseason. Let me tell you. Bears fans, you're going to bring in all three – Three brand new quarterbacks. You bet. <laughs> You're gonna if, have Josh Rosen. If this off. happens to the Bears this off season, I hope Bears fans bring you like a deep dish pizza. <laughs> da Bears. Uh, no, Rosen's actually gonna go. Or at least like go to Chicago for free, and they'll buy you dickas. Rosen is gonna go to Tennessee. I'll mark my words on that one. Rosen's gonna go to Tennessee, and he's gonna back up Tannehill. Imagine having former Miami Dolphins quarterbacks as your. One and two. He's going to back up Tannehill. He's going to learn underneath Tannehill. He's going to learn the offense underneath Favreau. And whenever Tannehill gets hurt again, and then it will be the Joe show. <laughs> well, Fig, that's one hell of an observation of an offseason. <laughs> My brain is definitely fried. And what are you guys going to do if I called every single one of those moves correctly? I, I seriously hope Bears fans buy you deep dish pizza. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's where we're going to end it here tonight because I've officially broken my co-host. <laughs> I'm still, like, befuddled. I'm sitting here just, like, looking at a blank wall right now. Like, my God. Oh, and just to add on to that. Um, no there more. Is, there's absolutely no changes to the Oakland uh, – sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders – roster their Other stadium their looks like picks. the death star and it looks freaking amazing i can hear it and then they fire john gruden and they hire obi-wan kenobi <laughs> okay my brain's fried now it's just like now i'm back to reality like what the hell are you talking about sorry sorry they don't sorry they fire john gruden and they hire anakin Skywalker. And Baby Yoda's GM. Yes, Baby Yoda's GM. <laughs> Hold my beer, you will. <laughs> <laughs> and that, folks, is where we're going to end this podcast tonight. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Check out our Facebook page. Don't be afraid to leave us our five-star Johnny Menzel rating. You know where to find us. Um, Spotify, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio. And our fucking platform, Acast. Um, don't be afraid to also check out our producer's site, which is multi-mediated uh, media, and his show, Bridging the Gap. We appreciate everybody pop, popping week, in. And they're officially back this week. Dev and Coach are back this week. Check it out. Do us all a favor. Leave a like on their page. As soon as you leave a like on our page, and then check them out and leave them their five-star Johnny Menzel rating. We appreciate you guys. And Mr. Chip, take it away. Bye-bye, bitches! I never test that water, just jump in and buy some